At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR. Final segment here on a Monday as we continue to react to everything that transpired yesterday at Akershire Stadium. The Steelers falling to the Jets 24-20 to fall to 1-3 here this season. Joining us now to continue the conversation, he is one-third of the Migos. Mama! He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Working for the PG, the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's our buddy, Chris Carter. CC, what's up, partner? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing on this fine, on this fine day? Come on, man. We turned up. Kenny Nation! <laughs> Let's ride. Uh, Chris, you know, we, we had a joke last week, Kenny bless, right? And Kenny bless. there Kenny was, bless. there was, uh, there was, there was plenty of, of Kenny bless out there. You know, there were a couple hiccups as you would expect from a rookie getting thrown into the action in his first, uh, you know, his first time seeing, uh, an NFL game there. Let's start here. Do you see any scenario where it's not Kenny Pickett under center when the Steelers kick off next Sunday against the Buffalo Bills? I'd give it a 10% chance. I mean, it's, it's, there's always the chance that Mike Tomlin says, hey, you know what, Mitch Trubisky, blah, 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 veteran, blah, 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 all that stuff. I don't think that's happening, though. That's what I'm saying. A 10% chance for just, you know, saying, hey, you know what, we're going to go with this guy. It's on the road. It's a good team that, you know, has a lot of talent, can put up a lot of points, all that jazz. This needs to be Teddy Pickett's team. You know, and we were saying it last week that, like, hey, I, I, if it was my call, he'd be out there to start against the Jets. But – um, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's, he's a Super Bowl champion head coach. Uh, going to the Hall of Fame someday, you know, maybe him and the staff, they might know something more than I do. But clearly with the half, they saw enough, and they put him in there. Now, Mike Tomlin said it was for a spark. I, I fully believe this, though. I, I said this going into the season. None of these quarterbacks are a broke approach. None of these quarterbacks, to, you know, have the same, you know, status as Ben Roethlisberger to just not be benched, you know, if they're playing poorly. I don't think this is Kenny's job indefinitely for the rest of time. You know, if he had, if a, he has a three interception day where it's like 
it's actually like throwing it right to the defense three three straight times, and he's just not giving them anything. I do think the Steelers might switch back to Mr. Trubisky at that point. Hmm. But right now, you just benched Mr. Trubisky, let Kenny Pickett you know get a full week of, of practice and see how he looks on the road against the Bills. Because if he looks good, then you know you got the guy. If he doesn't, well, then you adjust from there. Well, I do like that perspective right there. But I did want to just ask you, just in the simple context of Kenny's performance, how did you feel about it? I thought it was he, was, he had a really commanding presence on the field. I thought that he every time he took he took that he came out of the huddle, he knew where he wanted to go when the defense. And one thing I'll say is that you could tell from the press box, the Jets were switching up coverages a lot. They were showing cover two, going to cover three, showing cover one, switching to cover quarters. They were doing a lot of things to try and confuse Kenny Pickett to force him to make mistakes. And he didn't bite on it. They also got, you know, really good pressure. You saw that one pass to Pat Fryman where Quinn Williams, the top five pick in the NFL, blasted Kenny Pickett. And Kenny Pickett not only completed the pass over the middle, but got, got up and was laughing and smiling in the face of Quinn Williams, who's a really big dude and a really tough dude. I think he's going to be one of the best defensive linemen in football for the next several years. But, man, I'm telling you, like that, like that kind of stuff, that's, that, that cannot be overstated. It's so important for a quarterback in an offense not just for what he does on the field, but for how he can energize his teammates. And that's not what Mitch Trubisky would bring in. Mitch could avoid the big mistake. He could find a way to, you know, to, to make sure that, you're, that if other guys make big plays, you can still win a football game. But, I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett, within one half, scored as many touchdowns as the Steelers have scored in an entire game offensively and led the longest touchdown drive, 82 yards, both in 82 yards and in being 12 plays. Uh, you know, his three interceptions, the one was a 50-50 ball that I really think Chase Claypool should have come down with. Um, the other one was a pass that he admitted that he should have thrown it higher because he was trying to get rid of it just so he could sail over Pat Bryant's head, but he, he threw it too low. And the third pass was a Hail Mary. You don't count that away. You don't count that, you know, against him too much. I, I think this was a very good start to an outing where, you know, it sucked that the Steelers couldn't get a win, but I saw a lot of positives that you can carry forward with him. Well, we do know if the Steelers were able to find a win yesterday at Ackershire Stadium, we'd all be planning our Super Bowl parade routes Confetti. and plans now here. Oh, it'd, it'd be over. It'd be over. But now it's right, and now it's doom and gloom, and they're going to lose seven straight games, and we'll look up and be one and seven when we get to the end of October. Uh, Chris, you know, I thought I thought Motsi made a good point to start the show. Uh, kind of, you know, just overarching inconsistencies. Right. Um, the defense has moments where they look dominant and great and force turnovers yep. and, and, and three and outs and, and set the offense up. They also have the two drives at, at the end of the state at the end of the game where they're getting gashed. Right? You go back to the New England game with the defense. Great for most of that game until they needed to be at, at the very end. Right. When New England ran six minutes off the clock and, and put that game away. Um, inconsistencies with the offense. Uh, inconsistencies, Motsi even pointing out, you know, Chris Boswell nails a 59-yard field goal, and then he kicks the ball out of bounds, right? Inconsistencies yep. all over the place. Is that maybe the, you know, the the overarching um, reason why this team is 1-3? You could look at it, hey, yeah, they could easily be 3-1. and one. Is that maybe the biggest thing they've, they've got to get cleaned up here as the season goes along? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest reason, I think, is still, you know, if you were to say one thing, T.J. Watt, your best player being out. But if you were to say one thing that they could clean up, it's definitely the, the inconsistencies on both sides of the ball. You know, one moment, the offensive line is blocking well and getting you protection, picking up the, 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 the pressures. And the next moment, they're committing, you know, you know, a false start penalties. They're holding in situations they don't need to. They're getting blown off the ball. 
you know, and the offensive line, that group, you knew they were going to be patchwork. You knew they were going to be a rocky season. But you know, I think that they've, they've kind of played up to the level that you expected for a group that you've been with the investments they've made there. But on the defense, you, you expected them to kind of find a way. You brought in Malik Reed, hoping that he would be able to be a decent guy off the edge. And, and not a playmaker the way that T.J. Watt is or even that Alan Tyson is, but just turn the run back to the inside. You know, I, I thought, you know, the worst thing that he did was, you know, on the on the reverse Philly special touchdown pass to Zach Wilson, you know, he's coming down, the play's going away from him, and he's the edge guy. He has that outside contain on that side. He tries to do something extra and chase after the inside man. When you're that guy on the backside, you have to stay as deep as the deepest man. You cannot let that reverse, like if that reverse is coming back your way, you need to be in the way and able to stop that. He wasn't. It allowed the receiver to kind of just walk, walk to his right and just lob it to Zach Wilson. Um, you know, Malik Reed needs to be on his fundamentals, but so do other people. You know, I think Robert Spillane is getting beat in some situations. I actually think Miles Jack and Devin Bush are holding their own for what they're being asked to do, but I also think, you know, they're shorthanded in places that they were expecting to have a lot more depth. Akella Witherspoon being out and Terrell Edmonds being out, you know, means that Arthur Marlette had to do a lot more in that defense, and you saw them go as soon as he was out there more. He, had, he was getting targeted on a lot of those key plays. You know, they have to be sharper. And Nick Fitzpatrick said that after the game yesterday. They got to be sharper. They got to clean things up. I think they can do it, but it's going to take, you know, some of these role player veterans to step up more in situations. I think Cam Sutton's doing it. I think he's, he's doing a heck of a job keeping the fight going, but they need other guys to do, to do it. And I think it might be, you know, it might be as simple as they need some of these guys to get healthy. Now, speaking on the offensive side of the ball, though, where they are a little bit more healthy, I wanted to ask you, man, what was your thoughts on George Pickens' performance yesterday? Um, I mean, you, you loved it. He, he went up and got the football. Uh, there were some really good blocks in the run game that I saw when I watched back. Um, he, he's showing to be exactly who he's who he is. And, I, and I'll say this, you know, Kenny Pickett giving him a chance is all you needed. Um, you know, there was a one play where Kenny Pickett, you saw him go up to the line, call something out. I asked him after the game, and he said that I was calling out a protection because I knew I was going to have George open on the left sideline. I just wanted to make sure that, that we picked up any blitz that they could throw at us. And as soon as the play, play, it was clockwork. It was bing, bang, balls, balls in George Pickens' hands. He does the toe tap, first down, Pittsburgh Steelers. That kind of stuff, you get that. That's what a, that's what a quarterback who has a command of an offense that he didn't even get to rep with the first team all week long, and really for the past you know four weeks. Um, that that's the stuff that does for you. But I thought George Pickens, he, he balled out. He showed his potential, and I truly think. Uh, that if Kenny Pickett can establish a connection with anybody, it, it, it should be George Pickens, and the two of them could create some really explosive plays for this offense coming up in the next next month, next couple months here. Chris Carter of the Post Gazette and the Locked On Steelers podcast with us here on SNR. It's the Steelers Blitz. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, CC of of those inconsistencies, right? Is some that you discuss with the defense and and um, some yeah. execution there with, with the offense and. Uh, everything from the offensive line and the run game and the wide receivers and now some, some some switching at quarterback. In your mind, looking ahead to Buffalo and this weekend, what's the what's the one thing that realistically they could get moving in the right direction? Because right? everybody wants all these things fixed, but that's just, you know, that's unrealistic in, in a lot of ways. What to you is the most tangible, you know what, they've been inconsistent here, they've struggled here, but they can get this moving in the right direction pretty quickly. Honestly, I do think it could be the passing offense to just get some synergy. They didn't, you know, as much as, you know, people want to come after Kenny Pickett for throwing three interceptions, and, again, we've gone through those, 
they didn't have a single three and out in, in, in when he was on the field. And that, I think that buys you something. It, I'm not talking about the passing offense, lighting the build up to 40 points or anything like that. All I'm talking about is taking what they're giving you. And that's what Mr. Trubisky couldn't do consistently. There were times that he did, but, you know, there was just timing issues. There was reading issues. There was confidence issues. And, and a lot of those issues got cleaned up when, when Kenny Pickett came on the field, which, again, you know, for all the people that Matt Canada doesn't know what he's doing, well, you know, Kenny Pickett came in and found an open receiver almost every play that he was on the field. Um, I just – I really think that there's there's a chance that you could do that. And, again, not lighting up, you know, for, for mega points uh, and, you know, and, and setting like a fantasy record or anything like that. But I, I do think you could do enough to create a balance on offense that makes you a competitive offense with Kenny Pickett. Now, will they do that on the road to the Buffalo Bills? That might be a tall task. But I do think that you might see some more of that chemistry work in there. The other thing I'll say is, this this group needs to be able to communicate on the back end uh, so that they're, they're they're taking away the easy throws so that the pass rush can get home and the pass rush needs to get needs to get home when they do that um, and that was something that you saw and I think most you could probably agree with me here on 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 this you know there were times the pass rush was doing part of doing their job but the, the coverage wasn't doing their job and there was sometimes the coverage did their job and the pass the pass rush didn't do their job and Cam Hayward talked about they need to be on the same place they need to be winning at the same time. That, you know, we talk about complementary football from offense mm-hmm. to defense. There's all there's there's also pass rush to pass coverage. Absolutely, and they didn't they they didn't have that in the fourth quarter uh, yesterday. No, you're 100 percent right. I mean, it has to work together, and when it doesn't, it does show, especially with the way this team is currently constructed. I did want to also ask you about Najee Harris, man. We finally saw him, you know, get over four point yards per carry and things like that. How are you feeling about his progression? And obviously, we know what Jalen Warren has been able to do. Do we think we should still see more Jalen Warren going forward? Or are we liking, you know, this direction that we're seeing with Najee now over these past couple of games? I mean, I think that uh um uh I think that, you know, he's doing Najee Harris is doing just fine. He's taking what's there. You know, there's a couple of holes missed here and there, but you know, they're not like you know, like when when you watch Mr. Trubisky's tape and you're like, man, there were like about twelve different instances where he missed the open man, didn't throw it, missed the target, whatever. There's like two, three, maybe a game where Najee Harris missed a hole. That guy's running hard, making plays. I, you know, I think one of the biggest things is that the Steelers didn't find a way to get him the ball more when Kenny Pickett was in there, and maybe it was because they were like, let's see what this kid got, and there was a bit of an experimentation there. Um, they were moving again. They were moving the ball when Kenny got in there, and when you saw when he was in there and he started to connect down the field, what was working for those running plays? It wasn't that Najee Harris was just all of a sudden better, the defense couldn't focus on him. That's all they've done since he's gotten here last year and this year. They, we're not scared of old man Ben Roethlisberger. We're not scared of Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to force Najee Harris to run through 12 people to get to, to get to, to get four yards. But when Kenny Pickett hit on a couple of those downfield passes, all of a sudden those linebackers, they're a little bit slower to the line of scrimmage. All those, those, those safeties, they're taking their time coming, you know, trying, trying to come up and play the run. That's what you have to do to create balance on this offense. Najee Harris, you know, can't do it by himself. The same way Derrick Henry couldn't do it by himself. Look at Derrick Henry's numbers before Ryan Tannehill came in and there was at least a balance to the Titans offense. It was terrible. He wasn't looking like the superstar that he's become in, in over the past few years. I think Najee Harris has always needed this just to get – there has to be a balance in this offense. And uh, I think that, if, again, if they leave Kenny Pickett in there and he's able to hit on some of those passes that we saw him hit down the field on, You'll see Najee Harris get, get, get some really big games. Certainly a uh, a curveball 
yesterday, yes, to say the least, and uh, and we love it. Plenty, hey, hey, hey. Plenty to dissect, plenty to sink our teeth into. If you want more of Carter's takes, of Carter's critiques, if you will, on everything that transpired yesterday against the Jets, check out the Locked on Steelers podcast. Of course, all his work in the PG, as always, as well. Cousin, thank you for the time. We know you're a busy man. We appreciate it, as always, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate you guys. Kenny Bless. <laughs> I told Chris this yesterday in the press box, Motsi. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm sitting there in the fourth quarter, right? I've, I've got this all planned out. Like I, I had an intro written for the show today for Kenny Nation. So maybe it's my fault. Maybe I was the mush that, you know. But I was ready to. Oh man, I was gonna blow the roof off of this studio. But the stinking Jets had to ruin it. Hey God, those jerks. Mama, I'm sad. Oh, the pain. Let's get back to the tweets here. About 10 minutes or so to go as we wrap this thing up. Jeff tweets us, bare concern from yesterday. The offense not going over 20 points in a game so far. Or the defense having now multiple situations where they weren't able to get a key stop in the fourth quarter. Oh, Jeff asking the tough questions. Mm. Both? Can we say both? I mean, I'm sure some people would say both. I was going to take the approach of neither because I don't think that either is more of a concern than the other because these are both the same issues that we've been talking about coming into the season. That's a good answer. That our offense, granted, we wish they could average over 20 points a game, but in terms of the realistic requirements of that and the consistency that goes with that, we still have concerns. Offensive line, running game, quarterback play. We just switched that quarterback out after a couple of games mid-game. So, yeah, I don't think that's a surprise that we still weren't scoring 20 points when you're still trying to figure personnel things, or you're still trying to figure out identity things. And then we talk about this defense in terms of them not being able to get fourth-quarter stops. We talked about at times last year how they were struggling to get fourth-quarter stops. We talked about why you question, is this defense truly elite? when T.J. Watt isn't out there in particular because of that drop ball, because it's situationally good, but when you got to have it late in that game, they do kind of dwindle off. That's not the first time we talked about that. We saw this, what, New England Patriots game? I mean, it was almost identical to the ending in the sense of them getting the ball and us not getting an opportunity to get it back. Yeah. We saw it in Cleveland. Yeah. At times, we saw it for Cincinnati. I was going to say, we almost, if, if, Cincinnati, if, has a, if Cincinnati has a long snapper, we're yeah. probably singing the same tune there. Yeah. So these aren't new things. And in terms of which one do you think goes away faster? Well, the optimism should be with offense because at least you have a different quarterback in. So you hope that, all right, let's see what he can do. The people that are overly optimistic, yeah, they're going to assume that he could over 20. The people that are a little bit pessimistic will think, hey, man, it probably won't be over 20. But you kind of figure that out however you want to uh, reside there. But sure. defensively, I'm not as hopeful because you're not getting T.J. White anytime soon. I know we're going to make the case, oh, yeah, he'll be back in two weeks. I hope. We hope. But what version is back there in two weeks? Is it just a guy in a 90 jersey being out there, or is it T.J. Watt, the reigning defense player of the year? Was it the butt kicker that we saw week one in Cincinnati? Because I think we would all agree that there is a difference. There certainly is. There certainly is. But, yeah, in in the sense of, like, me feeling more surprised or more concerned about either side, I I, I really – I can't say that I personally feel like that just because, you said, this is something that we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah, a no, that's a, that's a good answer. It's a fair a answer. 
even stopping the run. That dates back to last year. We're still dealing with not being able to stop the run. Dates back to 2020, honestly. So can we really be surprised when we're still sitting here how many years later without T.J. White out there and we're saying, hey, man, we really don't stop the run consistently enough. This is who we are right now. They are who we thought they were. Still a rocker. Let's go. Our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Hey, now. Says, I remember the revolving door at quarterback Tommy Gunn, Jim Miller, Slash, on and on. Shout out to Slash, too, man. I got a chance to chop it up with him yesterday. Two tens there yesterday. Slash and San Antonio. It's like my childhood colliding there. That was was a dope vibe yesterday. Uh, Jay says, there's no reason to do that right now. I was preaching from my Mitch soapbox, but no more. Now that Kenny has gone in, keep him in. It also gives the feel of a start to the future. That, I think, is the is the one real thing from the Steeler fan perspective. Mm-hmm. You could tolerate losing games with Kenny much easier than you can with Mitch because with Kenny, you can at least – there's growing pains. We got to yes. get him up to speed. We got to see what we got. It's a change of perspective. It's a change of perspective. With Mitch, I don't think there was ever really much hope that he was the long-term yeah. – so that he was the next franchise guy long-term. the thing that I would be interested to see as we go forward, when it was Mitch, the perspective was always the standard is the standard. Oh, that's going to change. Yeah. But that's the part for me that I'm interested to see how that goes. But it'll go complete it'll go polar yeah. opposite ways. There will be the one camp that Kenny's a rookie, Kenny yeah. can make no mistakes, Kenny's our guy, it's all good, long leash. And then it'll be the complete polar opposite. Yeah. Oh, you told me this guy was NFL ready and he was going to be the next Ben Roethlisberger and he was supposed to fix the offense and there'll be no yes. nuance in the middle. And, and I also want to see with this coaching staff how they handle hundred percent because we haven't, we haven't seen this coaching seen, staff. I mean, Duck say, and Mason a nah, little bit, but that's not like this. That is not like that's this. Not like they this. knew seven was coming back in a year. Great point. Uh, and that you know what? I want to see that because yesterday, hundred percent. Yesterday, that kind of gave me a glimpse of oh, you're not as cool and collected as you've been letting on about this thing because you've been on this whole. Nah, we don't care about what the fans say. We we feel the way we feel. We're gonna do what we want to do. But yet you make that decision, and at the time and of when you made that decision, it didn't feel like that was the case. So I would it seemed a little panicky. It seemed a little yeah, knee-jerky. It seemed a little, hey, man, desperation. Let's make something happen right now. Let's bring in the backup goalie and send a message to the team. Okay. So that's why, for me, I'm like less about the fans. I want to see how this coaching staff even yeah. handles this because we've never and seen this. That's a great call, and I'll take that one step further. The one thing that we can't have at the end of this season – the wins and the losses always matter, particularly in Pittsburgh. The wins and the losses always matter. But you know what to me matters more now? And we're going to come in here on Mondays and mm-hmm. we're going to break it down. And on Fridays, we're going to preview all the action. We're going to keep doing what we do. But you know what matters more to me than that yes, now? Talk about it. And I've never said this before in my Steelers life, but here's where I am. By the time we get to January 7th or 8th, yes. whenever they decide to play that Browns game, because remember they do that yes. funky it's, it's, week it's open. 18 yes. open scheduling now. Could be the 7th, could be the 8th, could be 1 o'clock, could be 8 o'clock. Who knows? Maybe they'll play it at 9.30 in the morning and move it to London. Um, they won't, actually. That's not on the table. But by the time we get to January 7th or 8th, the second Sunday in January... When that game is over against the Cleveland Browns, whether the Steelers are fighting for the playoffs, whether it's Mike Tomlin's first winning, uh, losing record, whether something in between, you better know if Kenny Pickett's your guy or not moving forward. We better not get to the end of this season and still wonder if Kenny Pickett is the next franchise quarterback. We better know yes or no. And I know that that's a lot in one year, 
But because I know nobody wants to go here, too. I don't want to go here, too. You could have a higher draft pick than you've had in a long time in a year where everyone's talking about the quarterback class. So I need to know by January 8th if we've got the dude at quarterback. And, hey, there were plenty of people in Buffalo that were saying after Josh Josh Allen's not the dude after his rookie season. So I don't mean it like you're going to completely write the book on Kenny Pickett after week 18. But you better be ready to ride with him or to know that you're still in the market. Is that fair? And the only way to do that is to, is to let him play, obviously. I think that's as fair as you can get for still a nation, yes. Kenny Nation. <laughs> I think if, if that's what we could draw on it, I think that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Mark says, from where the sun now stands, it's Kenny Nation forever. Let's ride. I don't know about forever. I mean, he'll he'll be old eventually. You see, the Father Time's finally getting Tom Brady. All right, it can happen to anybody. <laughs> David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, tweets: the Kenny energy just hits different. Hey now, I don't think you can put that toothpaste back in the tube now. Let those young guys all grow together. It's going to be a rough stretch coming up. But let's get Chris Sims in there. Let's wait for TJ's return. Let's finish the second half of the season strong. Let's go ride or die. Yeah, let's do it, man. Absolutely. You know what? That There could be a chance these next few weeks are tough for the Steelers. And a lot of fans, I think, will start calling to looking ahead to the draft. Look, let's get the best draft pick possible. But then watching the back half of the season, they'll, go, they'll win like six of their last eight games. You know how it is. You know how, <laughs> you it, know is. how it is. You know how it is. And those same people that were calling for the uh-huh. tank. We'll be calling for the Kenny Bust in Canton. And that's why I just smile. Because <laughs> you got to let fans be fans, man. I love it. Uh, CJ All Day tweets us. Shout out to CJ, CJ All, all day. day. Shout out to him. I don't know. Are we, are we, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. That's not about sure. right. That's not about uh, right. Now, this is a good question. If Mitch's touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson in the first half complete, overturned, does he still get benched at halftime? That's the part Whoa, I. That's a question I right mean, there. That's the part that we all want to know, but at the end of the day, we won't know. So that's why it's kind of like, was it predetermined or was it because of his performance? Michael tweets us and says, welcome to Kennywood. Let's ride. Let's ride. Wes and Moats, uh, we will be okay. I'd rather start uh, with a young team and start building now, win or lose. I think, and don't hey, people don't take this personally, I think – the majority of the rational fans in Steeler Nation will agree, Michael. But there's there's always there is a there there is the standard is the standard. You're expected to win every week. Forget rebuilding. Forget what Deontay Johnson said. Forget any ideas of rookie growing pains. We need to win, and we need to win now. The hey, the juxtaposition that, of the fan base over the next couple months about, is going to be fascinating. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You know we we also we buried the lead on this one as well. Okay, but this is like the undertone as well. Okay. Finally, I told you Coach Tom going to have his first losing season. <laughs> oh, I no. told you this oh, is the man. year. No, yes, that crowd on. is no, there. No. That crowd is very much there as well. So, yes, don't forget them either. Can't forget them. Cuban Dan tweets us and says, I see this as a growth year. I'm expecting some mistakes from Kenny Pickett in that growth. I also see a better ability to move the ball down the field versus what we've seen so far. Listen, like I said, there's there is there's there's no doubt there's no denying that excitement that when he came in, right. into the game. That's great. You got to build now. Mm-hmm. And like we've said the the biggest thing that I'm reserving judgment for and not just for one game 
But I want to see Kenny with a full week of preparation against a defense that knows that he's going to be under center. And I would like to see that for a stretch of games. And then we can really start to, to make some evaluations. But with Kenny, I think the second half was everything last night. Maybe that's that the, the kind of the best way to wrap up that conversation, Motsi. The second half from Kenny Pickett last night, I think, was everything you should have expected. Yes. A lot to be excited about, a lot of energy, mm-hmm. certainly flashes of potential, and also, again, some of those some of those rookie issues. Right, some of the growing pains. Some of the growing pains that if you didn't think were going to happen or you're trying to deny that they happened, you just were never being realistic in the first place. <laughs> Bill says, why do the Steelers play with my emotions? I'm one of the ones I would rather just be completely bad and get a better draft pick or we got to ball out and make the playoffs and show that the future is here. The middle of the road stuff, not being able to get over the hump. I don't want labor pains. Just give me the baby. <laughs> well, Bill, thanks to the previously mentioned in the first hour of the show, uh, Kevin Colbert and Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin and Bill Cower deserve a shout out on this as well, too. Steelers fans haven't had labor pains in a long time. This is true, man. This is true. So just keep that in perspective yes. no matter what happens here it's been a long in the time. next couple weeks. La, 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 la. You would still rather be a fan of this franchise than, hey, Say maybe the one that was at Ackershire Stadium in white and green yesterday. I mean, they still got to go back to New Jersey. Storm Crown tweets us <laughs> and says, uh, how much of the defense's late struggles coincide with Edmonds leaving the game? It's a part of it because schematically you're missing a player that allows you to have more flexibility in terms of your personnel groupings. You didn't see as much of the dime stuff either. That's a part of it because you're missing Edmonds. No Edmonds means you can't put Cam Sutton as a slot, bring in Trey Norwood potentially as a slot. Now you're saying, Norwood, you're playing safety, Cam Sutton, you stay on the outside. Arthur Milet, now you remain on the field in some of these obvious passing situations. We also talk about the context of Noah Keller Witherspoon as well. Now you're losing another body. So instead of Levi being your third guy that comes off the bench and Cam Sutton bumps in, now you're asking Levi to play a lot more snaps on the outside. Cam Sutton to play a lot more snaps on the outside. Arthur Milet. So it's a chain reaction in all of those veins when we're talking about Edmonds being out, but then compounding Edmonds being out with Akello being out as well. Yeah. That's what you do run into at times. Okay, a couple just quick hitters as we go. Leslie tweets us and says, Listening to SNR in the Bahamas, I appreciate you and Moats and level-headed analysis Shout of the team the and their play. She said, I'm in the Bahamas. Oh. That's what I'm talking oh, about, Leslie. You, you better, oh, you better live you, your best life, ain't Leslie. You, fancy. you better live your best life. Thank, Leslie, most people call us idiots, so we appreciate Jeez. it when, no, no, we, when no, we get to that. Leslie, thank you for taking your time while you out there in the Bahamas to tune in to us. We salute you. Absolutely. Uh, I guess when you're chilling in the Bahamas, you can do that. You, know, like, you know right? what, man? Right? <laughs> Let me hear what they got going on stateside real quick. <laughs> Dusty like says, Shout out to Leslie, Dusty man. says, Kenny Nation, let's ride. But <laughs> let's in all seriousness, go. right now, this team is 07 and 1 since 2020 without TJ Watt. I actually think it's 08 and 1. But yeah, regardless. Yeah, we get the gist. Yes, we get the gist. Need to execute better on both sides of the ball to get that moving in the right direction. You're absolutely right. You execute better on both sides of the ball. More consistency is Arthur Motes laid out and Hey, you might not look up and have a winning record to be in the playoffs at the end of the season, but it's not going to be a disaster, and there's there's going to be a lot to build on there. Or you could just say, fire Coach Tomlin, fire Omar Khan. Fire Matt Canada. Mr. Winnie's fire Brian team, everything. Fire Terrell Austin. Everybody got to go. 
Everyone but Kenny. Everybody go. Hurrah! Come on now. Kenny Nation. Well, no, Mika right. can stay too. Maybe TJ. And Pickens. Yes, I think that's it. Yeah, because I was going to say Claypool. People were ready to fire Claypool, and they were ready to fire Deontay. So, yeah. Last word from Devin in Denver, the human flamethrower. Absolutely. Fan pandering stinks. <laughs> uh, Devin, he ain't never pandering. No, no, no. He he likes to call like CZ. I like it. Uh, folks, ladies, gentlemen, children, boys and girls, Great stuff today on the tweets. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we did not get to all of them because we got so many of them. We, I, I tried to kind of lump them together and people who had similar questions. We appreciate you guys for tweeting as always. If we didn't get to your tweets, don't think we ignored you or we hate you or Wes anything personal. ignored you. He said, all I right? can't stand every one of y'all. That's what he said. I'm snitching. I'm putting cases on all you tweeters. Uh-huh. And as always... Just try again next show, and there's a good chance that you will get your... first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. (laughs) Big thanks to our buddy Chris Carter for giving us some of his time, as always, as well. And to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Who, me? You know, I still never found out what your middle name is. I'm going to have to figure that out, because that might... Oh, man. Arthur. Jerome Motes. I thought I was more of a Gregory, but if you want to go with Jerome, Arthur that, that Gregory Motes does roll off the tongue I'm nicely. Saying, Gregory does sound a little bit more classical, a little more cathedral. Year five of doing the show yeah, together, and yeah. I still don't know this guy's middle name. It's okay, Wesley Valen. Oh, you were. Why don't you give him my social? Yeah, you're no, at it. it's it's okay. Mr. My social w- security number is six nine two three two. Hey, it's all right. I I know you're a friend to me. I'm a coworker to you. Oh, would you I stop? Get it. I get it. I mean, who invited who invited who over to the house here for a birthday party in a couple weeks? Who, who, who texts who about, can you come open the door for me, pretty please? <laughs> All right. Before the end of the season, I will know Arthur Motes' middle name, and we will get him a security fob for the front door. This, we are not I swear gonna, to you. I shall not hold my breath. I shall not put anything of significance as a wager, okay? We're just going to let live. Yeah, let go and let live. Yeah. No show tomorrow. You'll have the Live Mike Tomlin press conference. Da, 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 da. Live and let Where do we go? Where do we go now? Well, we'll start by listening to what Mike Tomlin has to say. Tuesday, high noon. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get some clarity on the future of the quarterback position. Collect clarity. That'll do it for us today. No show tomorrow because it is Mike Tomlin's time. So you guys know where to find us next. It'll be on a Moats Host Wednesday at high noon. As always, on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Stillus Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.